Hello and welcome to the Zurich Life Podcast. My name is Ian Slattery and I'm joined today by my colleague Richard Temperley, Head of Investment Development. Together we'll be looking at the investment market performance and discussing Zurich's current fund positioning. The Zurich Live podcast is available to download through the SoundCloud app and also on Zurich.ie. You can also subscribe through both iOS and Android, which will allow you to download and listen offline. This investment podcast does not constitute an offer and should not be taken as a recommendation from Zurich Life. Advice should always be sought from an appropriately qualified professional. Good morning, Richard. We saw some negative returns from markets in August, but that appears to be a return of positive sentiment so far in September. Well, good morning to you, Ian. Yes, markets moved higher, equity markets moved higher in September following those falls you talked about in August. The August falls were caused by the escalating US-China trade tensions, but um, the markets have turned around, or did turn around in September, mainly on the back of some moves from central banks around the world. So we saw central banks reacting to deteriorating economic conditions. Uh, with the Federal Reserve cutting interest rates by a quarter of 1%, the second cut in the cycle. And the European Central Bank also announced several easing measures, including a rate cut, restarting quantitative easing, and improving lending terms for banks. And, and these actions resulted in equities moving higher in September. And we, we'd probably flag some of the potential interest rate moves uh, over the last number of months. In terms of uh, other concerns evident in the market, we have seen some weaker data uh, across the globe in, in recent weeks. Is that, is that something we're looking at quite closely? Yes, we've been following this for some time. Uh, there are concerns over economic growth, particularly outside of the US. So we're seeing weakness in countries like Germany and Hong Kong, both of which are likely to show or, or to move into recession as regards having two quarters of negative GDP growth in a row. It's the technical uh, definition of recession. <clears throat> On top of that, we're seeing global manufacturing data um, pretty weak, um, and also the global service sector, which had been holding up reasonably well, has also started to feel the pinch. So, with this this weakening of economic data, the markets now look for looking for a new impetus, and this could come from U.S.-China trade negotiations, uh, a positive outcome from those negotiations or it could come from expanding fiscal policy. In terms of the difference in performance across the globe, was there, was there much dispersion in geographical areas? Well, markets where uh, equities were up pretty, were pretty much across the board. So overall, the world, uh, world index in euro terms rose by 3.4% in September, and that gives a total return, a very strong total return, of almost 23% for the first nine months of this year. We have to remember, of course, that the fourth quarter of last year uh, was particularly weak. Local currency returns in September um, was a range really from the best market was Ireland, up 6.2%, and the poorest, although in positive territory, was Australia, which was up 1.3%. The key market, of course, as always, is the US, uh, and it was up um, slightly lower than other markets, up 1.7% during September, but does remain the strongest market so far this year. On top of that, euro currency weakness during the month uh, meant that gains for, for eurozone investors were stronger for overseas markets. Uh, and going a bit deeper into some of those numbers, uh, as an active manager, we, we make calls or take positions on different sectors. 
Um, with that in mind, what sort of returns do we see across the different equity sectors? Well, when we look at sectors, we tend to look mainly at the, the US market, which is the largest stock market in the world. And when we look at the US, it was financial stocks, which uh, outperformed last month, primarily on the back of the fact that bond yields picked up slightly, and that's, that's a positive for, for, for banks and insurance companies. Healthcare stocks underperformed during the month, but overall this year, technology remains the strongest sector, and it's up about 30% year to date. So if we were to move from, from equities over to the, the fixed income uh, markets, what were some of the key, key headlines or key changes that we saw there? Well, as I mentioned already, bond yields uh, picked up slightly in September, uh, which means that bond prices fell. So in the Eurozone, uh, the main index fell by about half of 1%, but still up very strongly year to date. So we've seen the European bonds up just over 15% year to date, which is quite an extraordinary return for, for government bonds. They've re- reacted to you know, this weaker economic data, particularly, particularly the manufacturing data, to benign inflation and an increasingly dovish uh, ECB, European, the European Central Bank. So German 10-year bond yields rose slightly uh, in September, moving from minus 0.7% to minus 0.57%. But this remains the most unusual situation where if you buy uh, many European bonds today, 10-year or or longer government bonds today, and you hold them to maturity, you're guaranteed to make a loss. So bond markets are in in a very unusual situation, uncharted waters. Um, You you flagged already some of the uh, recent interest rate moves across the globe from essentially the key central banks in the US and in the Eurozone and the effect that that has on bonds. You were to look forward, I suppose, in terms of rate expectations um, and looking at those two key markets towards the end of the year and into next year, what are, what's the market thinking or what are the expectations? Okay, so I mentioned earlier on, um, the US has cut twice in the cycle already, of no, two cuts of 0.25%, um, and the markets are now expecting three more during the cycle, possibly two before the end of the year. So the Federal Reserve are now cutting rates uh, pretty speedily, um, and uh, that is, you know, is, is a re- reasonably positive move for equities, as I mentioned earlier on. European rates were also cut. The ECB cut by 0.1% from minus 0.4 to minus 0.5. When you go into negative territory like this, a cut doesn't really have too much uh, impact. Perhaps the greater impact will come from the, the restarting of quantitative easing and measures taken by the ECB to help banks out as regards uh, deposit rates. Again, across our multi-asset funds, we have um, various holdings in different alternatives, uh, predominantly in the commodities market. How did that as an overall sector perform in September? Um, and how did the kind of individual constituents of that sector perform over the month? Commodities were overall were up by 2% in September, and that means they're up 2% year to date. The key uh, commodity so far this year has been the oil price. It was flat in September, but it is still up, obviously, 20% so far this year. So that's the key driver. Energy prices have been the key driver in in commodities. Uh, Gold fell about 4% last month as investors rotated out of safe haven assets. So when equities came off in August, people moved some money uh, into gold during that month. And this year, equities have gone up and gold has come off. So that, that that, that was the key feature in commodity markets. Finally, how are we currently positioned across um, our multi-asset funds and what's, what's the outlook from Zurich? Okay, well, we, uh, have been, we maintain our positive bias towards equities. We're up towards the top of ranges across all of our multi-asset uh, funds. Um, I say we remain 
constructive on equities, especially given their value relative to, to government bonds. So to us, equities look much better value than, than bonds. And also on a standalone basis, on a price earnings multiple basis, equities look fair value. With regards to our geographic positions within equities, the main bias is towards Asia Pacific and European stocks at the expense of the US. Um, as to our sectors, we had a slight move last month. We cut back technology to a more neutral position. Technology has been the main driver of returns, as I mentioned earlier on. So overall, the funds are positively biased towards consumer discretionary and material stocks and negatively biased towards financials and, and real estate. As regards our bond positions, we're below the middle of ranges as regards government bonds and the duration of the bonds that remain in the portfolios have been reduced. Well, that brings us to the end of our monthly investment update. Uh, thanks, Richard, for that in-depth analysis and thank you, our listeners, for your time. As always, for more information on our fund range and to catch up on our latest investment news, please visit Zurich.ie. Past performance is not a reliable guide to future performance. Benefits may be affected by changes in currency exchange rates. The value of your investment may go down as well as up. If you invest in these funds, you may lose some or all of the money you invest. Zurich Life Assurance PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.